Hi gorgeous, welcome to Fitness and Mimosas, a podcast of girlfriends from around the world who lift up each other, celebrate each other, and embrace our own definition of beautiful. So let's go ahead and put down our kettlebells, slide into a pair of sexy slitters, and have a great time. Welcome to the party! Beautifuls, welcome to Fitness and Mimosas. Today I have the gorgeous Elizabeth Palacios. Pal- uh oh, I think I might have switched it to last. Isabel Palacios. Isabel Palacios. <laughs> I was like, uh uh-uh, oh, go. So when I saw her, she is seriously. She's like Chanel needs inspiration. Okay, she looks like one of those gorgeous supermodels. You know, the '90s supermodels, the Victoria's Secret supermodels. But when she talks. I think it's the moment that's almost like Yoda. Like, you have a moment where you're like, what? For real? And then you start thinking about what she's saying. And that makes you look at life in an entirely just different way. So I am over the moon excited to have her here at Fitness Mimosas. So welcome, gorgeous. Thank you, Jasmine, for having me. Thank you so much. And that introduction was amazing. Thank you. You are you just out of the park. (laughs) It's true. I was like, oh my goodness, who is she? So I always thank you so much. So I always like to open up with like three just general questions that we get to know each other. So the first one is, what is your favorite movie of all time? I'll give you a moment to think about it. Yeah, you know, that's really hard for me to answer just because I, I've gotten so many things from different movies, but I can say a movie that I can just go back and watch continuously time after time and just be in awe of it is The Godfather, part one and part two. It's, I mean, I, I it's like a legendary yeah. movie and my favorite yeah. actors, Marlon Brando, Cappuccino, that movie just because I'm just so in love with Michael, the main character. I think he's so dynamic and I don't know. It's just one of those movies that you go back and you watch it and you might just think it's a mafia movie, but it has so much more to it. So that's definitely my all time favorite movie. (laughs) I love it. It doesn't matter how many years have passed since it came, since it's come out. You always, you know, like you can reference it. And right, know what yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> I love it. Right. What is? Otherwise, what is your... I love anything from Marilyn Monroe. I'll watch any Marilyn oh, Monroe, yes. any 1950s movies. Uh, Breakfast with Tiffany's. Like I love, I love older movies more than newer movies. If that makes sense. Oh. No. <laughs> yes. Yes. I saw a clip recently. I think it was of YouTube, but it was her walking across the room. But, you know, mm-hmm. just, like, how she's walking, just swung her hips from side to side, and the whole room just stopped. Like, no, no, Exactly. Special, special effort. Right. I love it. Yeah, that. she did. And what is, what is your favorite food? Because I'm a total foodie. Well, I am vegan, so I okay. eat, like, the vegan version of, you know, anything. If I could choose, like, one favorite food, it would be a burger, because I was a huge burger lover before I became vegan and I'm so happy to live in this time period where there's so many vegan options and you can literally have a vegan burger and it tastes just like the real thing, which some people might not like that, but I mean, I love it. And so I will be eat a big vegan, juicy vegan burger. And that's like my favorite thing ever. And sweet potato fries. Yeah. Oh, I love sweet potato fries. So what brand, what brand for vegan burgers? 
I really I am loving like just like for a quick, easy burger at home. I love the Boca burgers. Those are pretty easy okay. to find anywhere. But the one that I really love is the Beyond Meat burger. And you can get those at Whole Foods. I think Target holds them now. And they literally they come like beef patties, like raw ground beef patties. They are pink. When you cook them, they get brown. So it's literally like eating them and they have like a really good corned beef flavor. And to some people that are vegan, they eat them. And they're like, no, this is too close to meat for me. Like, I can't eat this. It tastes too much like <laughs> real meat. Yeah. But for me, I'm like, oh, I love it. You know, it's like really substantial, has a lot of protein in it. So I'm really big on those um, Beyond Meat burgers. They also have chicken strips. It's insane what they can create nowadays without meat. So <laughs> if you try it out, just let me know if you like it. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to. A lot of my clients are vegan. I'll have to, I'll have to try that out. And the third question is an introductory is what is your favorite form of self-care? It can be anything, anything that you like. Oh my goodness. You know, I think that working out is a huge, for me, is a huge yeah. way to care for myself because I feel like when I work out, like when I get on the Stairmaster, it's like therapy for me. You know, I'm list yeah. a lot of times I listen to podcasts. I listen to, you know, I don't, I don't really listen to music when I work out anymore, which is crazy because I used to just have to have music on. So I listen to podcasts or I watch YouTube videos while I'm on the stairs. And it's like I can get out any kind of anxiety, any kind of just bad feelings. And also at the same time, listen to good stuff and really feed my brain. So for me, exercise, I think you should look at it as something as you're taking care of yourself and building up your body instead of mm -hmm. a chore or it's hard work. Instead of saying, I hate my body so much, I'm going to beat it up in the gym. More like I'm going to work out and maintain or take care of my health. And that for me is both mental and physical way of self-care. I love it. I love it. It's just like if we were to open up our wardrobe, you know, and we could pick out yeah. the dress we want to put on today. It's just like it's not our workout. Like, what do you want to do exactly. today? Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly. I love yeah, that point. Exactly. So when surfing back around, when I found your channel, I'm like, who is, I'm like, she speaks my language, right? <laughs> put together. I love this inspiration. I was taking notes, and I have a few questions for you about the notes I was taking because it just, it really hit home for me. So have you always been like this? Like, where did this source of inspiration come from? Because I know you originally started as makeup, and now you do more about the law of attraction. Mm -hmm. Well, I had, I'm 24 now, and probably when I was about 20, probably my early 20s, I'm still in my early 20s, but, you know, when I was way younger um, in college, I just went through a really tough time. And I guess you could say it wasn't like a, it was just kind of, I was making difficult, bad decisions, you know, drinking and not really taking care of my body. I was, I started working out like crazy in college as well, because I was, you know, when you, when you just party all the time, it takes a toll on your body. So, but amongst that, a lot of things just kind of happened in college, some bad things. It's probably because it was my fault mostly. And so I got into, I started developing anxiety and I got into a basically like a bout of depression after, you know, something really, really tough happened. And I decided I had learned about the law of attraction prior to that, but I just got into a really negative space. I said, this doesn't work. This isn't real. I don't really care, you know. And then it got to a point where 
you know, just shit hit the fan. I'm excuse my language, but I got to a point where I just was down really, really in the dumps. And I said, you know what, if I don't get out of this and I don't change my life right now, if I don't switch my mindset and focus on being the best version of me, I'm going to let this consume me and I'm going to let this Mm -hmm. rule over me and I'm not going to make anything out of my life, you know? So I started reading back up, reading The Secret, watched the movie, got back into the law of attraction, started searching on for videos on YouTube because I always turn to YouTube for makeup, for everything. And then I turned to YouTube and I couldn't find, yeah, I couldn't find anything on self-help. I couldn't really find that much, you know, that many people sharing their experience other than some really, really dark stuff. And I was like, you know what? There isn't really enough, you know, there's not enough dialogue for just everyday people that are dealing with stuff and that they can't go. Cause at that time I felt super isolated. I felt super just alone. I couldn't tell. I felt a sort of guilt about coming forward and talking to people about it or talking to my friends. I couldn't talk to really, I had friends that understood, but it just felt like I'm, I had too much of a block to mm. connect with other people. So that inspired me just to get my life together and to stop feeling that way. I was tired of feeling depressed. I was tired of having anxiety. So I just decided that my power to overcome those things came from within. I couldn't wait for somebody else to come and save me. I couldn't wait for somebody else to say, hey, Isabel, are you okay? I had to see that I had an issue that I needed addressing, and I decided to take control of that. And, you know, my grades were slipping. A lot of things were happening. So I said, you know what? It's time that I just stop and focus on what's important and realign myself. And I've been on that journey ever since. And now I've gotten to the point where I look back and my main goal in life is to always outdo myself in the past. Mm-hmm. And I look back Love and I it. say, I am, yeah, I'm so grateful to be where I am now. And I'm so glad that I decided to take the initiative and just kind of not care what people thought or what people said and just do my own thing. And here I am today. I'm on the path towards my purpose and I feel so fulfilled, you know, and, and it's truly a beautiful thing. I think that we have so much power within us to change our lives and change the, the direction we're going in. And it starts with our mindset. And if I can just inspire people to see that power within themselves, and that's my job, you know, that's what I feel is my purpose in life is to help people realize that. Wow, I love it. And that says a lot about you, Gorgeous, because so many people, like, you know, I, I, cause I suffer from depression as well. And so it's, you're right, it's not talked about. And so many people, mm-hmm. for you to go through it and then be able to reach back and help someone else, that really says a lot that you were able to do that, you know? Yeah, thank you. I, you know, it, it just stems from the whole thing of, when you have depression or you have anxiety or whatever, bipolar disorder, it takes, sometimes you don't even know you have it until you start reaching out to therapists and start reading up on it and saying, wait, I'm always fatigued. I'm always, I don't have emotion when good things happen to me. What is going on? You know, sometimes we're on autopilot. We don't stop and reflect on ourselves and we just lose ourselves. And so, my videos can help tell somebody, hey, you have an issue or something isn't right or you should 
focus on yourself for a moment and see what's going on and go seek professional help or go to a therapist or maybe do some self-help. If I can, you know, help people realize that, because a lot of people don't realize that there's something wrong, then Mm -hmm. that's what my main focus is, you know? Yeah. And so for someone who's sort of at the crossroads, like you were, and you go to the left or the right, you know, and something Mm -hmm. within you, right, shows the right path, like what would your advice be to them to get started? I think that a lot of times when you hit rock bottom, that's kind of where you can you can really only go up from there. So if you yeah. feel like you've hit rock bottom, if you feel like you're in a really tough situation, whether it be emotional, whether it be personal, maybe you lost your job, you lost your home, you're just in a really bad place. I think you should see the darkness within you as you can't have darkness. You can't have light without darkness. So understand mm-hmm. that if you're in a bad spot, even if it's not that bad, maybe you're just in a rut. If you're in that spot, see it as you can start focusing on changing. And I think that if when things are going wrong in life, it's kind of like the universe telling you, hey, maybe you need to change directions. Hey, maybe you need to switch um, your mindset or start working on a new mindset or working on subconscious limiting beliefs, which a lot of us don't even know we have. And just... Right reading up on things, you know, reading, expanding your brain, kind of taking a pause, maybe not going to work for one day. I know that can be hard for some people, but staying home one day from work and just figuring yourself out, just taking time for yourself, maybe take an hour out of your day to meditate or journal or write out your feelings or just writing and getting to know yourself because a lot of us are not self-aware. We don't know what's going on in our lives. We don't know what's going on mentally. We're allowing other people to tell us what's wrong with us without being introspective. So it's good to take a pause. If you think things are going wrong, take a pause, write out your feelings, write out your thoughts, write out your issues, see it all written out. So you can kind of have like a tangible reference of your mind and just, you know, take time for yourself, do things that you love, disconnect from the world, delete social media, There's so many ways that you can just kind of take a breather and pause for a moment and just get to know you and really connect with yourself inside. So it just takes, it just takes the initiative. If you know that something's wrong, just change something up, take time for yourself and you'll learn so much more about you and where you should be in life. See, and that's so powerful. And I love what you said about taking that break off of social media, because sometimes I think, we think social media is our lifeline when we're meant to be our own lifelines. Like, exactly. like Alexander is the peaceful serenity within ourselves. And mm-hmm. I know you mentioned in one of your um, podcasts that you reached this point in your life where you left your sorority, which, I'm, you know, when you're in college, like that's your circle or that's like your group. How did you find like the strength to, to not just leave your sorority, but to like step out of someone else's outline of you and to just do your own thing and not care what people thought and not care, you know, it's about their judgment. Right. You know, it, I don't really know what brought me to that point. It was kind of like, I just stopped caring. 
<laughs> about other people because <laughs> for me like I I was in this point I was probably like 19 or 20 so I was at this point where I had just left my parents house my parents were still in a way telling me what to do because they supported me financially and mm. also I had these girls who were my exact same age telling me what to do so it was like I have all these people telling me what to do and I can't, it gets to a point where it's like, Isabel, you need to trust yourself. You know, you are so much smarter than people are giving you credit for. You know who you are more than anyone else does. You shouldn't have to fit into anyone's mold. You know, so it got to the point where I was tired of being judged by people or people, you know, I couldn't date a guy because, I went to a small school. I went to a private school and it was a small mm-hmm. school and everyone knew each other. So it got to the point where I couldn't date a guy or go, you know, whatever without somebody being like, oh, but so-and-so dated him. So it's like, okay, so I oh, can't boy. live my life. Yeah. I, I can't <laughs> live my life. Or, I didn't even know. I didn't even know what? so-and-so got with him. So why should I, you know? Oh, so no. It was like little stuff. It was petty stuff like that. And it was, yeah. it got to the point where it was just like, you know what? I'm just going to, my fear in life is living my life on other people's terms, is living my life because somebody yeah. else wants me to do this. And so it was just like, I don't really care. You know, these people aren't paying my bills. And it's like $150 every month that I have to pay to them for the stupid stuff and these girls. And oh my God, I'm, I'm so much about girl power. I'm so much about empowering women to do whatever the hell they want to do. And so when it gets to a point where it's like, okay, we're all women here and we're still being catty towards each other. We're still competing towards each other. And I think like that scares people to see a woman living freely. And a lot of times they were, and I, and they weren't just like intimidated by me. They're intimidated by my other friends that were in the sorority. They would be so catty towards each other and talk crap about each other behind their backs. So it's like, you know what? I don't want to be in this. I'm not paying $150 every month for this. So I just stopped. Yeah. You know, like I stopped paying my dues and then they started bringing me into to meetings and stuff. And I was oh, like, no. you know what? Um, I'm just not going to like, they, they were like, okay, you have to pay this much to be reinstated. You have to go to a meeting. And I was like, you know what? I'm just done. Like, just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be part of this anymore. And you know what is so funny is that I have one of my best friends. She's still my best friend to this day. She's one of the realest uh-huh. people ever. Um, she's from New York. So, you know, she's a New York girl. She's super yeah. real. She like never fit into them, but she stayed in cause you know, she's, she's so funny, but she, because we used to have, you know, formals and parties and stuff. Uh-huh. And I remember after I quit, Sabrina, my friend, she's like, you know, why don't you just come to the party? <laughs> my you should. You, did you do that? Yeah, I did, you know. Awesome. And everyone was like, I was totally oh, done my that. God. Yeah, Good for you. Was like, <laughs> I was, you know, I, I got to the yeah. point where I was like, I don't really care. You know, I have my friends outside yeah. of the sorority. And I have my life outside of it. Like, these girls are not going to make or break me. So I was like, you know what? Like, and Sabrina and a bunch of other girls, other friends were like, you know, why don't you just go? It'll be fun. So I went. And um, I had a lot of fun. And it was, some people were, like, shocked to see me. And people were, like, whispering, whatever. But, you know, it's stuff like that. I took a lot of risks in college like little things like that and it it kind of shaped me for who I am now where I got to the point where I was like you know people are just people 
people aren't mm-hmm. God, people aren't, aren't more powerful or going to outlive you or things like that. People are people yeah. just like you. So if, when you no, stop fearing right. people, yeah, when you stop fearing what people are going to say, this and that, it's not the end of the world. You know, we need to stop putting so much emphasis because people don't know you the way you know you. So you have to just Amen. kind of throw, <laughs> <laughs> throw caution to the wind and just do you, you know, and I'm glad yeah. that I stepped out of that because all through high school, I was super, I didn't have the highest self-esteem. I was super self-conscious. And then it just got to the point where it's like, I'm not going to get anywhere in life unless I change that mindset. So. <laughs> No, I hope that I love that. question. No, I, so I love that because, you know, with social media, we have all these likes and all these ratings when we turn left or right or love button or whatever, whatever we're using, you know, but the mm-hmm. sexiest thing in the world is not to be Pinterest perfect. You know, mm-hmm. like, exactly. that's a beautiful thing. Um, right. And one of you your, know. yeah. Yeah, go on. Uh, one of your podcasts, you mentioned being born confident, and that really struck me to the core because I always thought of confidence as something that you, like, had to sort of work towards. Would you mind talking a little bit about about being born confident? Because that was an eye-opener for me. Yeah, you know, I I read that, that you know, about self-esteem, that whenever you're a baby, you are, you have very high self-esteem because you're just crying mm. whenever you're hungry. You know, yeah. you're, you're just living, you know, you're just living to survive. Yeah. And a lot of t- that's, that, that really set off alarm bells on me too when I heard that. And I just think that it comes from a place of you have to understand that you at the most basic level, what are you trying to do? Survive. If you were just, if we didn't have all the technology, if we lived in the most primitive area, you would literally just be gathering meat for your family or food or plants or whatever for your family to eat and building a house and surviving and fighting off the conditions. So it gets to a point where you have to think society has conditioned us to be a certain Mm. way. We weren't born being self-conscious. We weren't born like this. It's your upbringing. And, you know, kids who, that's why for me, when I have kids, I want to make sure that they're being their most authentic self. You know, I'm going to try to teach them, hey, when something's bothering you, you speak up. If you don't like something, you speak up. And kind of like this, giving them the, the idea that your abilities are based on you, not what anyone else tells you you're, you're good at. It's what you believe about yourself. So for me, that whole baby analogy, you're born like this, is that you shouldn't be afraid of just living your life. You shouldn't be mm-hmm. afraid of what people are going to say because you have a belief that things are going to work out for you. And I, I love this quote that says, live as if everything is rigged in your favor, that no matter oh, what yeah. situation you're in, yeah, no matter what situation you're in, good or bad, understand that it is either making you or m- putting you in a point where you should be grateful and understand that the lessons, even if they come out of bad situations, they're good for you. They are teaching you something. Mm -hmm. They're teaching you to be stronger, to be better. So you have to really understand that at our core, we are perfectly confident beings. It is society that's telling us you should be self-conscious about your weight. You should be self-conscious about the way you talk. You should 
fit a certain mold. And once we understand that we don't have to fit a certain mold, we just have to simply be and be our most authentic selves. It's super freeing. You know, you, you, you stop kind of waiting for other people to give you a permission slip to be confident, give you a permission slip to chase your dreams, give you permission to just be yourself and work instead towards centering yourself and finding all the answers within. Because a lot of times we go to people, you know, relationships are a great example of this. We expect that we're going to feel love for ourselves and we're going to feel validated because we're in a relationship with somebody or somebody says they love us or somebody, or we have a lot of people trying to date us and we get validation whenever you should actually be trying to get validation from yourself and go back to that starting point from when you were born. and know that you deserve to be here and you deserve to have a great life and you deserve to be working towards your purpose and living your most authentic life because that is part of being human. You were born, so you have a right to be here and you have a right to live life on your terms. Oh my goodness. I love it. I love it. And so how do you handle like when those moments do come up and they just knock us out of us a little bit or like and if, and if, if a panic attack comes up or just whatever question or anxiety or any low moment, how do you handle that moment with grace and elegance now that you are where you are now? I try to take time for myself. I'm very, I'm very lucky that I have been able to build, you know, a brand and, you know, be able to work from home. I'm very blessed because that allows me to become more introspective and to be able to set my own schedule and things like that. But what I think is really important is whenever I do get anxiety, and I haven't had anxiety in a couple, I mean, anxiety is something that never really goes away. It always, something can trigger it or something can bring it back or things like that. So whenever I, you know, not to get too personal, but, you know, when I'm, it's the, I'm PMSing basically. I know that my hormones are going to be crazy and I have a calendar. And I set mm-hmm. myself up to know, okay, this week, if something bad happens, I need to be aware of it and know that it's not because my life is crumbling or I'm not a wimpy girl, but it's because my hormones are raging. So I need to be sure to be ready for that. So I already know every month I have to take certain measures like self-care, maybe lessen my workload a little bit or you know, do certain things to kind of accommodate me. But if something does go wrong in life and I feel bad about it instead of letting it consume me I address it and I'm so big on journaling and writing down my feelings and writing down what went wrong and writing down just being aware of my feelings and not trying to mask them instead trying to see them for what they are why things are going wrong what is it that I can fix about the situation and one thing I don't condone is ignoring your feelings ignoring your anxiety you know, putting a mask on. If you feel bad, allow yourself to feel bad. Allow yourself to take time. You're human. You know, you're human and you're going to, you're not a machine. Even machines break down. So it's okay if you, (laughs) if you have a time. (laughs) Yeah, it's okay. Like it's one thing our society pushes us to be perfect all the time. We have to be happy. We have to be high all the time. We have to be in a great state and people, social media just you know, makes that even worse because people are just sharing their happy moments. So you have to understand that you're not going to be happy all the time and trying to chase this high. I tell people I'm not always happy. I'm always content, 
I'm always like at, at an equilibrium that works for me. If, if I was happy and excited all the time, when good things really happen, I won't be happy and excited, if that makes sense, you know? So it's good yeah. to kind of have highs and lows in life and with your feelings and emotions so that when good, when good times actually arrive, you can celebrate them and be happy and, you know, you appreciate them more. So I'm always happy, always content, always, uh, I mean, I'm not always happy, but I'm always content and I'm always in a good state of mind. And if I go above or below my equilibrium line, I either celebrate or I say, hey, what's wrong? You know, what do I need to fix? What do I need to change? So it's just about really being self-aware and being aware of you and your feelings and not trying to mask them and taking time for yourself is probably key for me. I love that. I, you know, and not to get too personal here, but I'll raise my hand. I was a culprit. Like I never really knew when my cycle was coming to always run myself into the ground. or be like, what's yeah. wrong with me? Cause I'm falling apart. <laughs> right. And just this last yeah. time I like paid attention to it. I knew it was like, coming up and I got essential oils together and like repair myself mentally it was an entirely different process so there's something right. to, like allowing yourself that moment but exactly yeah. taking time taking That's a breather that. is so important it's so important yeah. to just take a moment take a breather take time for yourself you know because for us women a lot of times you know people like to use that whole PMS that women can't be in power. Women can't, you know, run a country because of this, because of that. And we have to, I think that us women, instead of seeing it as a kind of, uh, what, how, how would you say it? Seeing it as a weakness or seeing as a negative. Yeah. We have to see it as we can use this to our advantage. And yeah. And I think that, that it's just about knowing yourself and knowing your body, knowing you as a woman. So yeah, it's really important, I think, to be aware of yourself and your emotions. I love it. I love it. And so as we sort of come to an end, what advice would you give to the 11-year-old you? And on the other side of things, and it's a little bit of a deep question, but what advice would you give to a 20-year-old version of yourself? So to an 11-year-old, I would say stop being scared and just do what you want to do and not feel like you're too old. Cause I remember I used at 11 years old, I would think I was too old to start a new sport, to do something, you know, something different that I had to continue on what I was doing since I was really little, you know? So I would tell myself not to be scared. If you want to do it, just do it and have fun. You know, don't, yeah. don't see everything as like that. Cause I was super, super shy when I was a little girl, extremely shy. Yeah. So you have to kind of, if I have kids and they're shy as well, I will push them not to be afraid and just to do things because they want to do it and because it's fun. Um, advice to my 20-year-old self would probably be to, I guess, just start working on your passions. Again, yeah. it's that whole that whole don't be scared mentality. Just start working on your passions. I remember I started YouTube when I was 16. And oh, I remember wow. I didn't want to tell, yeah, I was just doing makeup videos, but I wasn't doing it full time like I am now. I did it sporadically, but I was doing beauty videos and my camera was awful and I didn't want anyone knowing in my personal life that I had a YouTube channel. So I would just say like to me at my, my late teens, early twenties is just 
don't be afraid of people. <laughs> just do what yeah. you want to do. Be do follow your passions. If you if you feel like you want to to start something new, you don't have to. Another thing I would have probably told myself was like, you don't really have to go to college and study what everyone else tells you to study. You don't have to go to a private school and get in a bunch of debt. You know, you don't yeah. have to do things because everyone else is doing. It's perfectly fine to go to community college for two years and not have to pay as much and then transfer. Oh, I hear you. you know, it's perfectly okay. Like, don't have, yeah. don't feel like you have to go to a four-year university right off the bat and get into debt. If I could, you know what? That's one thing people ask me. Do I have regrets? I don't accept that. Is except oh, going too. to college <laughs> and paying a bunch of money and being in debt. Like that's. I mean, oh. I wish I could just stop myself. And be like, hey, think about it. Because yeah. my parents and my brother before me, you know, he's super, super successful, and he has his master's in accounting. He's very successful, and I always had him as a guide. You know, he's the golden child, mm. super, super you know, good kids, all American athlete. So it was like, what, you know, I had him to base off of, but I wasn't as good as him in, in school. You know, he was a straight A student, always had high GPA. I was like AB student. I had C's, you know, it was like, I wasn't like him, but I was always held up to that standard. When in reality, I wasn't cut out to be an accountant. I wasn't cut out to be this, you know, I wanted to go to law school. I was really good at communicating. I was a debater in high school. Like I, my talents were different, but I always had right. a certain, you know, cookie cutter mold that I was pushed into by my parents. And I wasn't able to pursue my passions from a younger age because of that. So, you know, I would, I would probably stop myself and say, Hey, why don't you get into a different field? Maybe study something different or maybe don't go to college, you know, any little so thing like that. I would have, yeah, you know, because <laughs> we're told we're the older generations of our parents, they tell us to do things a certain way and we're in a new world now and you don't have yeah. to do things like everyone nowadays has a degree, whether it's like a bachelor's degree, everyone's going to college because they think college is going to miraculously make you rich or make you successful. Right. When in reality, it, it depends on what you study, because if you just study psych or, you know, criminal justice and just get a bachelor's, there's really not going to be any jobs. So you have right. to really focus on what your talents are, be self-aware. And I would have told myself, be self-aware, stop trying to be what other people want you to be and mm -hmm. be you do what, do what you're good at. Yeah. Cause I mean, experience is really the best college there is. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is your definition of femininity? Oh my goodness. Uh, you know, I've been getting so many questions to do because people tell me like, Isabel, you're so feminine and so, you know, <laughs> this and that. And I'm like, but, and they asked me to make a video on how to tap into like the feminine spiritual side of you and, you know, beyond like the makeup and the hair, just like the spirituality, yeah. femininity. But I think femininity is femininity. <laughs> I have such a hard time. It's a hard word to say. Um, it's a hard word to yeah. say. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, being feminine just, I think it's more like an energy. It's like mm. uh, people want to say, oh, it's being nurturing, it's being this. But I think being a woman or being feminine is about taking your power within and spreading it for good. I think that oh, as women, it. yes, we are, we are hardwired to be mothers. We're hardwired to be nurturers, if you want to say that. But I think that's something that a woman has that a man doesn't have or a male 
as your masculinity isn't is strength and strength throughout in in a more spiritual way not in a I'm gonna make war and take over your country kind of way but in a (laughs) you know I can make a positive impact on you kind of way so I think it's just about being in tune with you and being true to yourself and also using the power within you to be a a good person and be a, a force of good women are very to me I think are probably the most powerful because we have to First of all, it's getting in like a spiritual kind of context. We are the portal between the spiritual world and our physical world, you know, giving childbirth. Mm-hmm. That is a huge yeah. power and a huge responsibility yeah. on us women. And I think that understanding that we have so much power. And I think like the reason women throughout history have been held down and have been made to be subservient to men is because men were afraid of their power and afraid of, you know, just what they're what they can do because if you think about it women have been seen as just like child bearers but to bear a child is a huge huge thing <laughs> you know yeah. so yeah I think that and I, I believe I, I heard this is where college comes in handy because I remember taking a religion class and the goddess spiritualism was like a, a spiritual practice like a religion that is really not practiced nowadays but it's like the god oh. is about women being the center basically being like the main god the god was a she and this and that and ancient societies used to have monuments to women and it used to be like a woman dominated society and they were about peace and prosperity i believe it was like where greece is now but way before ancient greece times way before and it was just like these other societies came and overtook them because um, men were afraid. Men wanted to take back their power and instill their dominance. So that goddess spiritualism was kind of overtaken. So that's something that I learned about. And it really set off an alarm wow. bell in my head. It was like, you know, there is a reason why people, whether it be for their religion or their, their race were kept, were held down because maybe the other more dominant people that dominated over them were afraid of their power and afraid of what they're capable of when they realize that. So that to me is for women, stop thinking that you live for men, that you should be worried about what men think of you or if Mm -hmm. men find you attractive or this or that, doesn't matter what age you are, you have an amazing power. So that to me is femininity. (laughs) Girl, I love it. Yes. I love it. And so I, I do have one last surprise question. And ladies, when you see her YouTube channel, you will understand. Um, what is the secret to the perfect smoky eye? I think the secret is making sure that you have a good base underneath your shadow. Like just don't go in with like a black shadow. Make sure maybe you get like a, a an eyeliner or like a black pencil and smudge it onto your lids and lower lash line and then on top of that build up your shadow and also it's important to add a good transition color into your crease so like somebody from my skin tone will probably use like a peachy color or just anything like warm tone put it in the crease first and then start building up the darker shadows on the lid and I think like smoky eyes I think are probably the simplest things. You just have to keep it oh, simple. No. Don't try to. No, I've that. All my smoky eyes are not looking like black eyes. 
No, and oh, and another another tip: if they look like if it looks like raccoon eyes or whatever, make sure that you <laughs> make sure that you put your eye eye makeup first, and then do your base and concealer and all that, so it clears up, cleans up anything, any fallout, anything underneath. But yeah, That's just really you know, idea. It's, it's, <laughs> Yeah, I learned a lot over the years making mistakes as well. So it's just about what works for you. Oh, I love that. I love it. So where where can we all find you, Gorgeous? Where can we find your channel and your podcast? Well, I am on YouTube, and my name is Isabel Palacio. So just search or search Isabel Law of Attraction, and you'll find my videos. And I have a podcast called Taking Back Your Power, and it's on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud, and I'm working on getting it on Spotify. But YouTube, I mean, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Taking Back Your Power, and I'm also on social media. So you can find those links. I'm at Princess Palacios on Instagram, and yeah, I've had that username for a while, and I was like, should I change it? I don't know. No, it's perfect. <laughs> but I'll think of, I don't know. I was like, you know what? I'm going to be 25 next year. I probably should get out of the whole princess thing, but we'll see. <laughs> I don't know what I else to change. <laughs> Thank you. It. Well, thanks so much Thank for you. joining us, ladies. I'm telling you, she's like the Chanel of inspiration. So you, <laughs> she will like open up your life. <laughs> but I hope you, um, again, I'm going to continue to chat with her a little bit longer, but I just want to. Rest, wish the rest of you a beautiful day and remember when one of us makes it we all make it so let's make life beautiful in all separate ways and let's continue to stand up and stand together have a beautiful day and thank you so so much for joining us Isabel. thank you jasmine hi gorgeous if any part of this podcast made you go yes girl yes girl yes Please rate this podcast and leave a review below. This is a sisterhood, and the more we support each other, the more we get to stand together. To test out more booty building workouts, get your free six-day booty transformation guide at bombshellbuttlift.com. And in the words of Coco Chanel, you can be gorgeous at 30, charming at 40, and irresistible for the rest of your life. Love you. Have a beautiful day.